everybody, and you're listening to the High Sessions Away podcast, where we talk about everything local and beyond. I'm Johnny Masato, my host, and joining... My host? My host. I'm Johnny Masato, <laughs> your host, <laughs> my host. Joining me today is Mr. Kyle Shimabukuro. What's up, man? It's starting so Devin well. Nakoba. <laughs> and Jason Genegabas. Yeah, you. Yes! And we won't take yes. a retake. This is all real. This is all real. I was so nervous about that name this whole time. Ask me at the end of the podcast, and I will not be able to do it again. <laughs> it's okay. But, but, but I got it right at least this you time. You got it once. Okay, before we begin, we'd like to remind all of our people how they can uh, listen to the show. There's Twitter, YouTube, and um, Facebook, all at High Sessions. And then you can go to SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts, download the High Sessions. And um, Patreon, of course, to support the show, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Dot com, and there you can get behind-the-scenes footage. We get extra videos there. Actually, coming up this week, as you hear this podcast, will be Nathan Avial. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Nathan awesome. Avial was freaking excellent. He's amazing. Yeah, he yeah, was really him. good. Yeah. And uh, by so, the way, he's supposed to do the podcast too. So. Yeah, he's supposed to do the podcast, which we'll we'll, we'll get him can on at some point. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, uh, you so we shoot four videos. Three of the videos go on our YouTube channel. One video goes on the patrons only. So uh, you need to be a patron in order to okay. see all of Nathan Alvial's. He was in a very uh, Hawaiian, like, slow, like, the guy's got ridiculous vocal control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? yeah. So um, he was doing a lot of that. Oh, uh, I liked him from the first time he did it. In the beginning oh, days. Yeah. That was awesome. He was our, like, second guest yeah. or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so anyway, I would like to thank our sponsors, uh, Kupu Kupu Landscaping. Ooh. Thank you, Kupu Kupu Landscaping. If you have any landscaping needs sprinkler systems things of that nature call or go to kupukupulandscaping.com and then of course ruger market which you have if you're watching the video there's a bunch of food here oh, that we've been you. eating for like the last uh, 45 minutes <laughs> um even the i i had the spam musubi which was excellent as mm-hmm. well, so oh, well if i had known that they were sponsors i would have put in my um my rider and been like get some of the guisantes because oh. <laughs> the guisantes <laughs> from fort ruger show. market that's, like, <laughs> that's right you know all that food too oh, right man. Yeah. i used to live in kamaki for like 10 years so i, I fort ruger market is Solid. Yeah, I yeah. grew up there too in my twenties. So, mm-hmm. or yep. some would say not grew up, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> grew up physically, yeah. not not mentally, well, not even physically. Even. Yeah, no. yeah. No. Devin, can you give us a little bit of background on Jason here because you know him better than I do, and I would just say social media a consultant, writer, commentator, nightlife guy. Yeah, what about um, covered? But, but, actually, but uh, the, the only give, the give only me a little bit more. Part about it is that maybe. Uh, if you've never seen Jason, read his writing, seen his videos, or uh, heard him talk about social media or being out and doing nightlife stuff, then you probably don't live here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. much as, as long as there's been a nightlife here, uh, Jason's sort of been a part of it and around it. Well, I mean, as long as I've been old enough. Yeah. That, you know, that's the thing is I yeah. come from the newspaper side of things where if anybody who knows entertainment, they know guys like John Berger mm-hmm. or right. Dave Donnelly. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of there's a lot of people who are have done it longer than me. Yeah. I've been, you know, much yeah, more accolades. I think, but, but you've always been the um, you've been, always been the voice of the younger generation, sort of coming mm-hmm, up and doing mm-hmm. it. You know, so you had your own way of doing sure. it, your own way of ex- your own way of sort of expressing sure. yourself. That um, was kind of always the yeah. the plan when I when I moved home because I was, you know, I was lucky enough that um, when I got done with college, 
I had a chance that I could either come home or stay in California because I went to the University of Southern California. And while L.A. was fun, you know, four years in L.A. was fun, but it wasn't somewhere I wanted to stay, right? So when I moved back home, I was lucky enough to get a job in radio, and I got a part-time job at the newspaper. And between those two things, they figured out, hey. And what, about what year was that? That was, I graduated from college in 1999. So I came okay, back okay. In, the, in the summer of 99. Um, it was right before, you know, 9-11 and all that kind of stuff. So life was a little different um, yeah, back then. Yeah, it was a good time. It was. I was doing radio and we were out there at uh, nightclubs like uh, World Cafe like uh, Maharaja, if you remember that spot. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The I old remember Worlds. World, yeah, the I remember old, in Restaurant Roll. The old Oceans, right. yeah. Ocean Club, yes. the original Ocean Club, um, you know, the original Pipeline Cafe. Yeah. Like all those bars, that was what I, I, I got to do when I first Maharaja. came home. Maharaja. Yeah, I was doing radio. We were doing Friday nights on Maharaja. And that was when Waikiki, that was when HPD used to go to the substation at about 12 o'clock and they just hang out there. <laughs> for the rest of the night so Waikiki was bumping like you could go out and party and then you go to the wave or whatever until 4 yeah, o'clock I, in the morning I oh, still get my Man, geez, Pipeline Cafe and Roll Cafe VIP club nice. what? yeah yeah. that's I got, hilarious the thing was for us at the radio like I, I appreciate that but the radio thing was like oh it's the radio guys yeah yeah yeah, so that was in, right? the best that was the best thing was until I got my job at the newspaper the best part was working for the radio station because you felt all important and then I went to the newspaper and they give you that press badge right yeah and once I got a job at the paper and they wanted me to write about nightclubs and entertainment and they figured out that was what I was going to do that press badge turned into the coolest VIP card oh yeah because I didn't need a VIP card for any club oh that's mm-hmm. right all I had to do was and I was out there working four mm-hmm. or five nights a week right so I knew all the bouncers I knew all the club managers I, you know I knew the movers and shakers as long as I had my press badge I could pretty much go to almost any party that I wanted but did working constitute you not being able to, to party though or did I well yes and no I, I, I was never I mean you're told not to get Stupid, right? Like, right, of course, right, right. you got to drink and you got to represent. Fun, right? You got to represent your employer. But yeah. I was never, you know, told straight out you can't drink, you can't have a good time. That's good. But at the same time, I learned real fast that I can't do my job if I can't hold up a camera, if I can't have a <laughs> coherent conversation. This is a lot of focus, Jason. What yeah. If I can't go home and write something that will make any sense, so. Yeah. Ah, so what uh, did you do that made you learn that? Did you get wasted on night at well, Ocean Yeah, well, that's that's the thing is you learn by experience. And, mm-hmm. and again, that was the you know the turn of the century. So that's a good 20 years ago. And, and when I'm in my 20s and I'm doing this, like I'm single, I'm still pretty young, just out of college. Yeah, you, you learn your lessons, like going to Chinatown and then waking up in the car instead of going <laughs> home. Like, <laughs> yeah. that, you know, that, it, it comes with the territory. But like I said, I learned real quick through practical experience, through interactions with people that I didn't want to interact with, you know, when you're in these situations that you can't, you just can't, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't think I would be able to have done the job as long as I have if I wasn't a little more responsible mm-hmm. with with my behavior because like you got to be able to function you got to be able to interact I can't burn any bridges because yeah. a lot of these uh, reports back. or articles are due the next day right so it's not like you can take yes it. and no that was the fun oh, thing okay. about being an entertainment writer was that I had a three dot <laughs> column um, and that's the thing in the newspaper business that was what Dave Donnelly Harad, Wayne Harad all these guys had was this three dot column and you got to write about all the cool things so I would have a weekly deadline. 
right? Oh, so I my see. column was due, or actually I had two columns at a time, twice a week. So twice a week I'd have to turn something in. But it would just be, I'd have get all my stuff done, and then maybe in the day before it was due, I'd have to write it, or the day it was due, or the you know mm. while it was due. <laughs> but the, the, the cool thing is that job was really about just keeping like a finger on what was going mm. on. Right. And keeping yeah. everybody up to date, because mm-hmm. right now, like the entertainment scene, obviously, because of covid is, you know, yeah, put. But even before that, the generational divide has really changed the, the, the way people go out. The nightlife industry. There's no really clubs anymore for these kids to go to, right? But the kids aren't going out to clubs. The mm-hmm. kids are going to festivals. The kids are going mm-hmm. to concerts. The but kids... the festivals and the concerts doesn't isn't happen like every Thursday night, like how Ocean Club used to happen. You're you right, know? and that's and that's what I talk about that generational divide because guys like you and me, we would have what was called appointment based partying. Yeah. We knew that Tuesday night we were here, Wednesday night we were there, yeah. Thursday night we were there, Friday night we were there, and you could find the same people at the same spots exactly. every week, weekend, mm-hmm. and week out yep these days it's part it could be part the kids aren't making as much money it could be the kids aren't drinking as much it could be the kids don't enjoy going out and doing that when they can be at home on the internet playing video games and interacting in other ways socially that's not to say that they don't want to go out and have a good time it's just they don't need to go out as often so you Mm. see how you and me had to go out every thursday night to see our friends right yeah Yeah, because if not you're not going to see anybody yeah, these folks are on Twitch. Yeah. They're on Facebook That's Live. Right. They're, they're doing stuff the where they're already ah. in contact, right? So now it's just maybe once every few months, we're going to this banger out in a cornfield and we're going to potty, 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 potty. Mm. For them, that's cool. But does that let a, a bar stay in business? Does that let, let a club mm-hmm. stay in business? I mean, I remember like if we didn't want to go clubbing, we could go to a live music at Ryan's or Kincaid's mm-hmm. or Monterey Bay's and every night would have big name bands there you know sure. to watch Capenna and everybody absolutely and now it's just it's it's the climate has changed you know uh, you're nailing like so many different layers that's why and this goes back not just because there's two conversations to have the first one is always going to be COVID mm-hmm. right I can right. tell you right now you're not going to have live music you're not going to have all of these places because there are simply not enough restaurants open yeah. COVID mm-hmm. is closed 40% of the restaurants or whatever in there and there's more that are in danger of closing are they thinking about their live entertainment options right now yeah. they're trying yeah. to think about how they're going to stay open yeah. right but to go farther back like before COVID the whole argument was why do I need live music when I can just start up um, Spotify when I can just turn mm-hmm. on Pandora and that was the argument right before COVID came in was that people were having trouble paying the bills it was still an economic kind of squeeze do we have live, and you understand this, John, do we have live entertainment or do we have plug and play? Yep. Right? And that's been a dilemma for decades, right? It continues to be a dilemma for for a business owner. You want them to have live music, but now when the the pennies are getting pinched harder and harder, what's the first thing to go? It's the first thing to go all the time. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's a double-edged sword too because uh, on the musician side, we definitely want to play there, but you know, as a musician too you have to hustle a little bit and try to bring people in because you have to make it worth Absolutely. just because you have live music doesn't mean people are going to show up right so, you have to have yeah. good live music yeah <laughs> so I, I remember um when before pure heart we had our cd yep we used to pack places because we would tell all our friends to come down and stuff and that's hard to do like consistently over years and years and years and- it is um but there are kids who are finding different ways to do it 
So yeah. my wife, I'll tell you a story. My wife um, is a music teacher. She helps out with the guy with the guys out at um, Kailua Music School. So I don't know if you guys have heard of that place, but it's a it's a studio out um, right in Kailua Town, right by Poly Lanes, which just closed. Oh, uh huh. Um, but they teach music, they record music, they do you know full service, right? But just last night, this is a we're recording this on a Saturday, so a Friday night in Kailua, they were out there with about five hundred kids. Because this band, a bunch of high schoolers, put one post on social media <laughs> saying, hey, we're getting ready to, to go out and we're, we're doing a goodbye show because our singer is going to move away. Da, 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 da. So, you know, they weren't supposed to share any information about this, but they did mm. one post. 500 kids show up at this party. Wow. This is a house party. Is, no, this is in a parking lot in, a, in an industrial area right across the street from Poly Lanes. Wow. And eventually, Kailua PD showed up like a couple hours later, had to, had to shut them down. But there's still, my, my point is, there's still places for this to happen. You yeah. know, you yeah, know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like what you remember Pure Heart doing, the ways that you guys got the word out, it's just different than it is now. I, I it's remember usually happening at not a business establishment, it's happening <laughs> in a parking lot in a field where there's nobody really putting it on, right? Well, because they want as little rules as possible. I mean, that's always been the yeah. thing. You want as little rules as possible. You want as, le- as least friction as you can to get your to get your event on and popping, right? Yeah. And kids are smart these days. They know. Why do I got to work with a business when we go, go to a skate park mm-hmm. and yeah. pack that thing in? And then we just got to worry about the cops showing up. And everybody knows right now, HPD is so overworked. Like, are they going to go mess with a bunch of kids playing music at a park? So has the landscape changed for production people and promoters and concert guys and stuff? Again, two questions, right? The first is COVID and, you know, pre-COVID and post-COVID, right? COVID right now has cleared the playing field. Like, there are guys, BAMP Project, you guys know, the biggest guys in town. They've been literally at zero for a yeah, year yeah only now are they able to restart their venue down there in Kapilani Boulevard and get things going only now are they talking about concerts they've got a high, they've got to come back up to staff right and once you start talking about concerts it's still like a year out before the concerts Absolutely. actually happen you know, and these things take a long time I remember Ike Fernandez setting up the carnival <laughs> in Hawaii Kai right before oh, COVID oh. and then I was looking at that carnival getting set up and I go they're gonna have to take it down yep. and sure enough a week later they're taking it down because of the lockdown and only now they're starting up an Iku Fernandez thing at the Aloha Stadium. And I was um, wondering, were they, and they were saying too, were they even going to make it? Is yeah. Ike Fernandez even going to be around post-COVID? So the fact that they're talking about throwing an event, that's fantastic. Because yeah. they could have been like, yo, we got to sell all of our equipment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you got to maintain it for an entire year when it's shut down. Absolutely. So they did, you know. Absolutely. That's going to be the question is, as we come out of COVID, as we reemerge from all of this stuff, is we have the players that were around before, but I was telling my wife this. My wife is an educator and a musician. And I was telling her, like, yeah, once we're done with COVID, people are going to still consider themselves musicians. But for mm-hmm. every five musicians that are out there, only one, maybe two, is actually going to have enough opportunities yeah. and jobs to be a musician. Right. The other three or four are going to have to go get another job. And they didn't have to think about that before COVID. Now you do. Well, the, the change really has happened where musicians nowadays, they have to think globally and before you could you know you would record a cd you would get some income from the cd then you would get some from from the gigs and you know things like that and, and you'd be able to live off that sure but now there's it's just not enough so now you have to start doing your youtube channel and your social media channel and sell merchandise and try to use your social media platform to generate 
sponsors and it's a whole nother ball game it's you know? just different yeah. and this is the thing john is that you don't want to start to sound too old with the whole get off my lawn thing right like yeah it's good that there's a yeah, global yeah, yeah. reach now it's yeah, fantastic right, right, right. because now there are the, the economies of scale that are there is that mm-hmm. if you can get something that cracks just a little bit you don't just have to worry about hawaii anymore now you can pop off nationwide. You right. can pop off globally. You could be the next David Hasselhoff and be huge in Germany. <laughs> in Germany. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? You don't just need Hawaii. And I get where you're coming from because yeah. there are so many artists that have made their careers based on doing this, this, and this, and it works here locally. And this now big, bad internet can scare you because there's all these other people from elsewhere that you got to serve. But those people can also yeah. pad that Well, I mean, what it comes down to, like anything, is how hard do you want to work? Right. I mean, how fast you can adapt. Absolutely. Yeah. What you know? How much energy do you want to put into this new absolutely world? Yeah. But so this is where we ask Jason to work for free for a little bit. (laughs) Okay. Because 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 of his specialty. Okay. Got it. This is just one of the things that I've because (laughs) everybody has everybody. Are you going to ask him what we're doing wrong? No. This is this is this is the favorite thing about COVID. Right. Everybody had to pivot in COVID. Everybody had to pivot in COVID. Well. What I do, like, on top of what I do at the newspaper is I've taught at Honolulu Community College for almost 10 years now as part of the Mele program, Music Entertainment Learning Experience, so the music business, oh. right? And you can get an associate's degree from HCC and then move on to um, UH West Oahu and get a degree in the Academy of Creative Media. You can go to Manoa, get a degree there. You can go to Nashville and work with one of the partner schools that we have and get a four-year degree in the music business. But what I've done over those years is I've learned how to teach, how to share, how to try to impart what I've learned um, onto a new generation of students. And because of COVID, that kind of went away from me. I lost my teaching gig. But what I realized is that there's still people that want to learn. There's still people that want to talk about stuff. And I moved into the consulting side of things and and the coaching side of things. And people go, oh, business coach. That sounds so uji and gross. (laughs) But at the same time, like John, you and me, just in 10 minutes before we started recording, just talking story, all of a sudden I got the wheels turning and you got three new ideas for your business. Well, I always always tell people there's there's two types of thinkers. There are people who like to sit and think Mm -hmm. and they think in, in silence. Sure. And then there's people who like to talk and think. Like as you talk, your brain, and and that's how I am. So that's why I'm always on the phone with people because mm-hmm. if I just sit and think, the ideas don't come. But once I start, even if you're not even listening to me, if I'm talking to you, like I will come up with. You're working ideas. it yeah, out. Yeah, my here. brain starts. Yeah. I, I I don't know why that is. But. Well, and that's what I found is that like I've always told people, if you just give me the time, and I've got all the hot air. I'm part Portuguese. I can sit here and talk and talk and talk and talk. <laughs> and talk. I got all the ideas in the world. I just ain't got the time or the money. Right, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and what I found is through COVID is that by talking to business owners, by talking to people who are already doing this and applying it for themselves, I'm not necessarily doing it for me, but I'm kind of I'm kind of like that the 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 what do you call it? the training partner or the sparring partner mm-hmm. where yeah, yeah, you yeah. may not be yeah. doing anything real, but we're just kind of working out ideas or kind of you know spitballing things, and that's where I've I, I've found some some benefits over the past twelve months is that I've been able to work with people and get them to advance their businesses not necessarily my business right but in yeah. talking and hanging out it just it kind of gets the juices flowing and that elevates people and that's been pretty fun for me anyway so so bef- well before we go on yeah so for businesses that want to get into the 21st we're in the 21st century right 21st 21st, century yes yes we are and get on these platforms and really utilize them how do people get in touch with you do they just reach out through 
whatever whatever means necessary I, I like i'm an easy guy to find because i've been doing what i've been doing for so long so if somebody is watching this or listening to this and they can find my name written down somewhere google mm. me okay because as soon we'll as you google all, me yeah. like everything pops okay. up if you're on social media Honolulu Pulse is a great way to find me on Instagram, um, on Facebook, on Twitter. Um, you can look me up on, on all those platforms as well, and my name will pop up everywhere. Um, but again, I I get in where I fit in. So if, if people want to find me, they can, but they can also just follow me and tag along. You, sure. You, you know what I mean? Well, I'll vouch for you because, like you said, in, in the 10 minutes before we even started this thing, just talking to you for, for that long gave me a bunch of ideas as how we could work on our side with the social media and the, all that stuff. What is one thing that you're going to try to do then? Well, it's just uh, your content, what you, what you do with your content and how you disseminate it through your various uh, channels, you know? Oh. Here's because the phrase, work smarter, not harder. Yeah. Right? Because we're, we're in the process and, and in the next few weeks, I'm going to be probably talking about this more with our audience, but High Sessions is in the process of pivoting and doing other things. But when I started writing down like what we touch on a regular basis, it's like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Uh, there's the SoundCloud. We do the podcast. We also are, you know, we're working with the Four Seasons, and this is a laundry list of things, right? Yeah. And so, how do you manage all how of you that? Connect it all. Yeah, and make it so that it's you don't because you don't want people to like go on your Twitter and it's just not being updated well well and here's and here's the reason because it's not being updated well because it's so much work no, it's so much work for you yeah, and this right. is what i was trying to get across is you have all these platforms and some people get into their heads well we're on facebook and twitter and twitter and we've got to create content for each platform which means we've got to do five different things no you don't yeah you've got to do one thing copy paste not copy paste <laughs> tweak and massage and reformat so that you can use it in different ways as long as you're filming your stuff the right way you can change your um layout your the the mm -hmm. what do you call it the way it's it's posted because then you can share it on instagram stories instagram reels yeah. tiktok but then you can create a, a rect a horizontal video and put it on youtube and do it a different way you chop it up so that you have one little clip for one platform another clip for another and then you come back and you recycle and you use the other clip on the other platform and the other clip on the other platform. And you see now you're taking one thing and turning it into 10 different pieces of social media. So content. I have a question for you and I, I guess I want to know your opinion on sure. this. You know, it is a lot of work for, to just do social media and, and become a full -time you know, successful job. doing it, right? right? And um, we have a bunch of other things that we take care of aside from social mm -hmm. media. But I also see some companies um, hiring people mm -hmm. to take it over for mm -hmm. them. But then I feel like you're losing your own personality of what you want to represent Absolutely. when you do that. What is, the, what is the positive and negative things that can come about when you hire people to do your social media? So again, first and foremost, work smarter, not harder. Like you don't run your business to do social media. Whatever it is that you right, do, right, right. you run your business to do your business. Like if you're a musician, do you want to spend five hours out of your day creating social media content? No, you want to be in the studio recording. You want to be practicing. You want to be jamming with your friends. So again, work smarter, not harder. That first and foremost is a great reason to outsource that type of work because then it allows you to do whatever you want to do mm -hmm. instead of waste, not wasting your time, but wasting your time on social media when you could be doing something better. You know what I mean? The dilemma is... 
finding that balance between outsourcing and retaining your voice. Yeah. That voice. If you're on social media and it sounds fake, yeah. nobody's going to care what you have to post because it sounds like you're just blowing smoke up everybody's butt in the first place. Right? So the trick is to find that right relationship with either a contractor, a consultant, a coach, where they can either work with... This is the difference between coaching and consulting. Coaching is they work with you so you can figure out how to do it. Right? Mm -hmm. You give you the tools and teach you how, and then you, you go do it. So I can help set you up so you work smarter and I can give you these ways to do it, but I'm not going to do it for you. I'm going to teach you how to do it and you go do it. That's one way to do it. You can pay a consultant or a contractor saying, I don't want to do my social media. I don't like this. This is too much. I want to go surfing. I want to play music. I want to do that. Okay. The more you spend on that contractor to learn your voice, to learn what you do, are they going to be creating the content for you or are you going to create it and provide it to them and then they turn it into something? All of that will dictate how expensive that is going to be for you, yeah. right? Like yeah. if you don't want to do anything, you just want to go surf, play music and do you and just have social media created, get ready because somebody's going to have to shoot it, yeah. write it, yeah. figure out In your fact, voice, post it, like all of that stuff. But if you can take some pictures, if you can write a few things, if you can figure out a way to get that content and give it to somebody, it'll be cheaper for you because then they can take... It'll be more personable, right? Well, you're it depends. It just depends. Like if you don't trust that person that you're working with to speak in your voice, then yeah, maybe you need to create the content. So when you say speak in your voice, how important is it to keep it a certain gender that you're trying to <coughs> represent? I mean, like, for instance, like my, my Instagram, my Facebook yeah. for High Life have always been me just kind of talking like a guy. Sure. Now, if I hired a female person and they, they start talking like a girl, does that kind of <coughs> switch the dynamics? Or is there a general neutral kind of way to go about represent, so having somebody represent your brand? You know? So this is one thing, and again, this is stuff that you get paid for this. People get paid for this stuff. I know. That's what I'm like. This is the part. Yeah. Uh, we, 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 we free advice. <laughs> you guys can sell sorry, this episode. Sorry, and have <laughs> So you want to think of your perfect customer, your ideal customer. There's yeah. a bunch of different ways that people describe these folks, but there is the perfect customer. So for High Life, if you think of when you make any product for High Life, who are you making it for? That's who you picture. Me. <laughs> perfect. Well, there you go. And there's nothing wrong with there being a male version and a female version. And because this is a PC, LBGQTYSZ, yes. 4000, right. like they, them, yeah, like yeah. whatever, whatever. You just have to be able to close your eyes and see those three people or four pe or whatever these people are, right? Yeah. And so then when we're talking about voice, like it shouldn't matter because if you're selling to these dream customers, to these ideal customers, those people, how are they talking? If you come at them from that voice, like who do you want to sell to? What do you want to sell to them? What are they doing? What are they thinking? What are they saying? Put that voice on your social media. Mm. You know what I mean? Because that's what's going to resonate with other people who are into the brand. Mm -hmm. And it could be you or it could be someone who's just really good at social media. Yeah. Right? <laughs> well, I always thought like, you know, cause I, cause I kind of figured out like my social media is like my personality and my outlook on how sure. I see things. If I hired some girl and then there's a fireman dressed in um, a high life shirt and they go, look at this hot fireman, go get him, <laughs> you know, go buy a shirt today. And I'll be like, wait, I didn't say that. <laughs> but that, <laughs> but, I mean? but, and that would also be yeah, the person you wouldn't hire. Because yeah. if the person that you hire is a girl and she doesn't have the uh, restraint to understand that high life isn't about drooling over firemen and high yeah, life yeah, gear, yeah. 
that's not the person you want representing you for your brand in the first place. And most of the time, the, the people who've been working in that field now, I mean, there's there's been a real resurgence as far as people, not resurgence, but there's been an, a better understanding of, of how they provide that content. Sure. So when you find them, they know what they got to do. Yeah. They know how they have to speak. I know for, because, uh, yeah. well, no, because for us at the station, right, we had one woman who was doing all, yep. all yep. Yep. the yep. social for every single one of our stations, mm-hmm. right? And doesn't resonate. And she, well, she, at the beginning of it, she would take stuff from us. She would shape it, form it, and put it out there, right? But after a while, it's so many voices. And to try to keep all those voices in your head at the same time Mm -hmm. and speak to them individually is almost impossible for one person to try to do. I mean, I felt really bad for her. So what would happen is after a while, she just kind of opened it up to us. And then, you know, I'm walking around and I'm shooting something. And what I shoot is a different voice from what Esme would shoot. But yeah. for us as a station... But it works. For it, it works because well, it's read, like it's just us talking. And your station well, doesn't represent one person. Your and that's the thing. Yeah, and the station makes it a point yeah. that they no, represent. Yeah. But what, what yeah. about a brand? Yeah. Well, well, no, but for your... I mean, for your brand, I think as far as High Life goes, and, and again, this is us knowing you for 30 plus years, mm-hmm. the High Life brand has never been about male, female, anything. No. Because And me not even knowing you. Yeah. I could tell you yeah. that. Yeah. That's not what High Life has ever been about. To me, everything that you put out—I mean, even the stuff that's wise ass—is still <laughs> is still your voice, but yeah. but people still get that as sure. high life a brand, yeah. So yeah. I don't I don't know that having a, a woman do it, having a man do it, would make a difference because as long as they understand the high life brand and what you bring to it, you know, it's surfing. It, everything that has to do with Hawaii, if they get that part, then you're good. And, and here's another thing that brands will do now on social is they'll get their spokesperson. Mm-hmm. They'll get their mm-hmm. evangelist, yeah. right? Yeah. And uh-huh. you can just decide, well, High Life now has our first brand ambassador. Yeah, yeah. And mm. then it does, like, there you go. Like, it doesn't yeah. have to be your voice. Like, now that you're handing the baton to this brand ambassador, yeah. that person under your direction as the owner of the brand, but you can now have your brand ambassador speak to your, to your customers in whatever voice that you want to use and what's the role of a brand ambassador nowadays I mean how do you compensate them is that is it a just you know what I mean like can you see my if you're watching you can see my face if you're listening to this podcast you can't see my face hey we're Hawaii so is Hawaii New York City is Hawaii LA is Hawaii Chicago no right so you're gonna have a, 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 a what do you call it uh, influencer <laughs> yeah. that's from Hawaii versus an influencer from somewhere else yeah Small markets, small potatoes are going to say, hey, you come be our brand ambassador and we're just going to give, we're going to stoke you out with all the gear you want. We're going to give you stickers. We're going to give you a pat on the back. You know, you'll be our best friend. There are lots of people who are happy to get free Mm. crap. Yeah. You know, you get what you pay for. But there are also people that make a living off of That's what I just said. You get what you pay for. Right. If you want people who just want free crap, you're going to get a certain type of brand ambassador. Right. There are also people who do this for a living. They collect the paycheck. They understand it's a business, and they do a job. So there are, you know, there are actionable items that they have to achieve, and you got to do this, and you have to have numbers you got to hit, and you have to have data point. You know what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. have to earn your money. Yeah. So there are people that do that for a living, but they also act a lot more professional about it. Is there so, a lot on Hawaii that you've experienced in that realm? Right now, there are not very many that are getting paid real money to be ambassadors. There are, there are a handful that are, you know, Brett Rock, obviously, yeah. Like, yeah. but he's national, right? Yeah. When you're talking regional, when you're talking local, a lot of the deals that are getting done right now are freebies. Okay. It's just, hey, we're going to hook you up a product, we're going to stoke you out, we're going to get you all this stuff. Dude, 
That's what the majority. I saw this coming a decade ago. Remember, Kyle? Yeah. 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 I told Kyle about this. I said, you got to give. There's these people on Instagram. Instagram Mm. was kind of new, right? 2011. Yeah. Like, these people have a ton of followers. You have more followers than you would see in a surf magazine or yeah. something you know and you're, you're wondering what what makes them so special yeah. why do they have so many <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was, yeah i was like i don't get it like what what but but it's just the way that the world is gone and then i started thinking okay right now so I, at my real estate office it was mm-hmm. like we had a mar- we have a marketing team you know sure. upstairs or whatever and then somebody kind of like did a little bit of instagram here instagram there or, mm-hmm. or facebook here but you know but now you need a whole person you do. Or, or to do just mm-hmm. the social you media do. marketing. And I have a lot of friends who are in real estate. Um, one of the guys who used to work with me at the paper, his name is, is James Song. Um, one yeah, of the I guys James. I played baseball with, yeah, his yeah. name is Sean Takamori. Uh-huh. Um, both of them have dedicated people to handle right. that mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. It's necessary now. I yeah. mean, you look and at so, what, I mean, props to Zippies, right? They switched it off and turned it uh, on on, on social media. And, shout, you know, I can tell you right now, that shout out to a brother named Daniel Ikaiko Ito. Yeah. Ito came over, he got hired, and he really jump-started what they're doing over there. And they made a they made a solid hire in bringing him into the fold because well, yeah. he really changed can, things. Can you tell me a little bit? Because I don't know the story. Well, Zippies is just cool now. Yeah. yeah. The what thing is, Zippies is on social. Passion, they're doing all the cool stuff. doing a vi- uh, commercial. Yeah. Yeah. You know. they're, oh, doing, they're, they're pairing up with Kamea Hadar yeah, yeah, yeah. to, to yeah. do, um, you know. One-off sign-in bowls and stuff like that. You know, they're doing. Merch. Like when was the last time you saw Zippies do merch? Right, they're doing merch. That's that's Ito. Yeah. That's Ito and the boys. Yeah, because before it was just okay. This is where you get your food. Yeah, the yeah. chili's good. Yeah. You're like yeah, but now or, or even fun, like yeah. now today, like this weekend, they've got Fourth of July pack or something, yeah. where yeah. it's like a set, like a weird yeah. mix, not weird, but a different mixed plate. That's a promo mm-hmm. just for three days. Yeah. When was the last time you heard Zippies doing weekend promos? Yeah. Like, mm. That's different. Yeah, right? so they, they changed the face and the landscape <laughs> of their, their brand, you know, just through social media. And, and it was and fast. It wasn't like they did this and it took like was, three years to do. It was during COVID. It was all yeah. during COVID. Yeah. I do have to say, I do they have a good, um, the way their website works to yeah. order online, it's very easy. And you know who else switched it up too? Toyota. Yeah. Really? They're, they're doing a little big push now with promotions and and cross collaboration oh with i know what you're talking brands. about they oh, do yeah, a lot with more um, they social media Jasper. content Jasper. Yeah. gooch yeah. uh mark noguchi he's uh <laughs> filming a lot of video <laughs> content for toyota yeah. these days yeah, yeah i got you so so being that we were a we're a, well when i work with ninth app it's a video um company i was like oh we should maybe look into this you know like because people are going to need social media stuff yeah. and then sure enough like we're get, getting calls from people we need social media content and then you know if you can become a consultant add that to the mix then it's it's a it's a new career now it's it that didn't really exist a decade ago and the trick is just convincing um the business owners that this is something that they need it's so important you know some of them get it some of them understand and they see oh this is just another expense that you know is necessary to keep the business Mm -hmm. earning but there are also some of these owners out there that think no i'm just gonna do it myself well i'm gonna do all this and i can handle and i got it and i'm understand i may just have learned instagram last week but i can do it better than (laughs) anybody else could it ain't easy Oh, but okay. it al- it also I mean correct me if I'm wrong does it take away from print now? Oh, absolutely it does. You know, like is print hurting because of it? Oh, absolutely. Print has been hurting for years, and and again I work at the newspaper. Yeah. So, but at the same time, is print going away? No. And, I, and I'll tell you why. Hawaii is not the mainland. Mm-hmm. Hawaii is not in any place else. 
and we still have a lot of people. I'm I'm one of the generation. I'm in my early 40s, and I still read the newspaper. Mm. I will continue to read the newspaper. I will continue to look for the newspaper. Well, what's the balance of subscribers online versus real? Newspaper? I'm sure there's more people online these days. But my my point being, when I say this Hawaii thing, is that. Hawaii is one of the markets where what we do cannot be replaced. Um, some of the stuff like legal ads, some of the stuff like um, print ads for uh, longs or safe. I was going to say the, coup- the long coupon book. The coupon books. Um, all this stuff still has to get printed. Um, yes, it's online. Yes, it's digital. But there's still enough. There's still enough business. Where in some markets on the continent, yeah, newspapers may be drying up and disappearing before we're all dead. I'm sorry, but here locally. I think we still got time just because we're remote, just because we're, we're, we're apart from everybody else, but still, people are still looking for me. It's ingrained, it's ingrained in what we do. It's still still radio's, radio's experiencing the same yeah. thing. I mean, radio and print are kind of in the same yeah. market. It's yeah, why yeah, I yeah. still have a job. And I still <laughs> listen to the radio. This is the thing. People, I still yeah, people come in, People come in for work and they don't, you know, they don't have access to their TV. They may watch TV in the morning before they're getting ready, but when they jump in the car and they're driving in, yep. they're listening to us because they want to, either they want to, because they're in traffic, they want to know what's going on with traffic, yep. or mm-hmm. they're in traffic and they don't give a shit and they want to just have yep. something to distract them. And so they listen to the radio because us talking uh, to and them. See, and as a radio guy, this is what is so frustrating for me because I come from a radio background. I know what voice tracking is. Mm-hmm. I was doing voice tracking on four different radio stations at the same time mm-hmm. when it used to be they didn't want you to know that you were voice tracking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You had mm-hmm. to sound like it is live. Mm-hmm. None of the radio sounds live anymore, and it's because nobody knows how to voice track properly. Mm-hmm. Like it's obvious. It's voice being tracking recorded. is is uh, pre-recorded, pre-recorded, yeah. as if it is, as if it is live. And yeah. this is what frustrates me about local radio is because that is exactly why people listen to the radio. Mm-hmm. Where's the traffic? What's going on? What's happening? Is something that's been recorded four hours earlier going to give me any of that? No, no, no. It's not. And I'll be honest with you, Devin. I don't honesty. listen to I don't listen to radio for music. I got mm-hmm. music on my iPod. Mm-hmm. Sure. I'd rather hear you guys talk more about daily news, sure. traffic, and interesting conversation. Almost like because a daily if I wanted podcast. to listen to music, I can listen to whatever music I want without. And this without is why I love this. Break. This is why I love this place because I'm the exact opposite. I'm too lazy to pull my damn phone out and plug it in. <laughs> so I turn on the radio because I'm like, crap! I don't got time. Will somebody just play yeah. me a song that I want to hear? <laughs> and I punch through until I find what I want. Yeah. And it, it's just I'm not good and you're not bad. It's just yeah. different. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know for me, for me it's just what? a repetition yeah. of the same yeah. song over and over all day long. But that's what we get. But that's how we get when you work in radio. Now you get both sides yep. of it you get so the 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 correct balance is somewhere in the middle so play enough songs so people like jason can get to where they need to be they hear a couple songs that yep. they like and they, go, and they go okay you're not offending me with Just the song that you're playing <laughs> And then you get the other people who go, okay, what stupid thing is Devin going to say that yeah. we can laugh? That's what I'm waiting so, for. Uh, and well, those are I the know. people that listen for four hours at a time yeah. while they're at their yeah. office. Meanwhile, okay. I'm in the car for 25 minutes yeah. trying to go from Kalihi to Hawaii Kai. And I just want cool stuff while I'm going from Kalihi to Hawaii yeah. Kai. And I keep punching <laughs> until I find it. You need to get a iPod playlist. Oh, man. I need to get a better firewire. <laughs> I need to get a better cable so no, I can no, plug no, my no, phone. I'd rather you Life is so it, easy yeah. with an iPod, man. You just press that genre. No, and it but just, the, the other know? thing to, to go off of, too, when you're talking about the, um, uh, the voice tracking aspect of mm. radio, which, oh, no, we actually voice track, um, is a lot of it uh, is because... 
the people that are coming up now, and it's a lot like TV, mm-hmm. right? The TV news guys, they're taking the kids and they just throw them at it. Oh, absolutely. And they just let them go. And it's the oh, same thing with radio. Oh, I see. What yeah. we're finding with radio, the reason the reason why it sounds like I'm there when I'm not there uh-huh. is because Years I'm usually the one who's standing there punching buttons and moving things well, that's around. That's the thing is you know, yeah. how, you know yeah. how to voice track. And that yeah. was my thing is like I yeah. learned how to properly voice track and to yeah. la- leave enough gaps and enough sound where it was the magic of radio, is the yeah. theater of radio. Theater of I used to take pride in the fact that you could listen to me and you would not know if it was live or not. Mm. I would have phone calls. I would have mm. people coming mm. into the studio and talking to me. I would be talking and it would just sound like I was there. And yet, I'd be at 7-Eleven listening to myself on the speaker, and the lady would be listening to me ask for my spam and she'd be like, eh, eh. I was like, I don't know. Nobody knows who Johnny Blaze is. He's just the voice in the radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You See, know what I mean? What bummed me out before was when I used to try call the station, because I thought you guys were oh, live. Oh, that is busy signals. Yeah, and all you hear is, oh, are you waiting a long time? Well, that was the only trick that yeah. you know it was tracked. Yeah. Because if you would call, and it's live, and this was the other thing, was when I was in the studio doing my stuff live, we also took pride in that, because I needed to make audio clips. Mm-hmm. We would take the calls and, and talk to people. It started to be when the, the radio business started to constrict, right? And you don't get you get paid more working at McDonald's than you get being a part-time radio DJ. When I started mm-hmm. back in 2000 mm-hmm. or whatever, and until I left in 2006, you could get paid more yeah. at McDonald's. Mm. But I loved being on the radio, right? And what they would do is instead of saying it used to be when we started out, you'd be live for five hours, seven to seven to midnight, mm-hmm. right? Then it was you'll be live from seven to eight, and then we're going to pay you for an hour to track the rest. Mm-hmm. So oh, it goes from getting paid yeah. for five hours of work at less than minimum wage to <laughs> now you're getting paid two hours. So and it's still like and it's still and, like and that. It, actually, it's still yeah. like that, and this well, is the problem with voice track. What is the perks though of doing that? I mean, is it outside gigs and marketing your own brand? Yeah, you somebody. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. So Jason, we have this uh, segment on our show because it's uh, tied to a music channel. Okay. It's the Desert Island question. Oh man. Yeah. Right. Okay. So if you were stranded on a desert island for the rest of eternity, you could only take three. Uh, we'll, we'll do this. Three. Well, Paco Cologne, Justin, Jake Shimabu Cologne. Wait, what? No, no. Oh, sorry. Three. three um, Wait. Out of all the people you could choose, you choose I those three guys. We're making bird No women. You could choose the Paco, Jake, and John. <laughs> That's sad. Wow. I'm, I'm sorry. Scared, I'm sorry, John. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, no, he's gonna change it back to albums. No, 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 no. Three, three libraries of music. Libraries, okay. No, no, you can't give him albums. He's, a, he's an old well, I mean, like, guy. He can pick three albums. Yeah, but every nobody does that already. Well, well let's see if he can. Okay, okay. Let's see three, three albums you could take. Three you albums. Three albums. Be best of albums. Right now, I yeah. can tell you right now. All Creative Boys. Um, the OG, like the one everybody, the one everybody knows. I'm not thinking of the album right now. I can see the cover. Daddy style. Valley Style, yes, thank you. Okay. Valley, Valley Style, style. Um, Dr. Dre, 2001. Oh, oh. yeah. Um, and then the third, it would have to be, does it have to be like a certain artist? Because I would cheat and do like a compilation. I would do like one of those uh, Grammy Award um, albums from like when I was in high school. Ever. Yeah, like the best of 1997. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I could just have the one. Like, ah, ah, ah. Every, everybody always tries to get around the question in oh, some way. I, I mean, if I had to pick an actual artist, I mean, Call Creator Boys, Dr. Dre. I, the third is just, do I want to go classic? Like, do I want to do like a James Brown or an Elton John or something like that? Mm. Or do I want to go new? Or do I want to yeah. have brownie points with my wife and say, I want to have my wife's album? Oh, oh okay. okay. Is she going to listen to this? Oh, I don't know. But then you're <laughs> trying to there's an island without your wife. 
<laughs> but that's the thing is if I'm a desert island without my yeah. wife, don't you want the wife's album because she's your wife? And you could hear her voice. Oh, I miss my I wife. So. I got a listener singing to me. <laughs> Maybe that would make you even sadder, though. Yeah. Hey, then, then, you, you, so then you won't be on that desert island for There's an important longer. question, though. <laughs> you like Dr. Dre 2001 yeah. more than The Chronic? Um, yeah. Yes and no. Uh, yes, because... Dre turned into the to the producer and the artist he was when 2001 came out. Like I like if I'm gonna take the Chronic, then I need Doggy Style to go with it. Then I need mm. Ice Cubes. Um, uh-huh. You know, I mean, there's a whole bunch of early 90s hip hop, yeah. right? Injection and stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas if I take 2001 for me, because for me it reminds me of when I came back home from college in '99. When they did the Up and Smoke tour at the Hilton Hawaiian Village, I oh, was yeah. there working it. Oh, oh nice. I was around Eminem and Snoop, uh-huh. and I was backstage doing the radio. And you get yeah. this because yeah. it's a radio, yeah. Thing. Yeah. radio thing. So for me, it's the history, it's the music, mm. it's a little bit of, it's a little bit of everything tied into that one particular album. What was the most famous person you ever met that blew you away, like starstruck, or just blew you away being the nicest guy you thought? You See, know? this is the thing: is I don't, and, and people have had arguments with me about this. Is I don't get starstruck. Everybody puts you on. Never their, got Star Trek. I can't really think. I don't remember a part where like I was speechless or I couldn't talk or I didn't know what I was gonna. No, I. The only time I've ever felt like that, I saw Weird Al Yankovic at the Whole Foods in Maui, and I was like, "Oh my god, that is Weird Al Yankovic." I was telling Sam, like, oh, Just should I go get a picture? Like, otherwise, everyone else I've met, I've been like, oh, that's cool. See, that's the other thing is like, I'm. I guess it's because I'm a journalist and yeah. I was trained that way. I don't ever ask for autographs. I don't ever ask for pictures. And I'm real bad about that. Like, I don't have, like, some of the cool things that yeah. I've done. Because yeah. I didn't ask for a picture. I didn't. It's not my place to ask for a picture. And I didn't have anybody else take a picture. So, mm-hmm. like, there's been, like, all these artists that I've met. A lot of the radio stuff that I've done. Um, a lot of the newspaper interviews that I've done when, when, when people have been here. Like, I got to interview all the Iron Chefs, Masaharu Morimoto, cool. and wow. Paul Simon, and the chick, um, the, the blonde girl. Like, all, like I've, I've got to interview but it was, lots but of cool it was, people. While you were doing it, like yeah. you were saying, you're, you're at the job. Yeah, yeah. I'm working. That's the thing. I'm so, working. Yeah, and you, were, and you were trained specifically to not be starstruck because you've got a job Ever. to do. Ever. And the interesting thing is now the people who do the job that you do and the job that I do don't get told those parameters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sorry, He's mega. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> but it's you know, and it's it's been an interesting change. And I don't like see that's the thing that I don't like but, is it's not journalism but, anymore. But there gotta be one person out there that you meet and you go, holy shit, I actually met this person. Like, oh, you guys will take this the wrong way, but it was kind of cool. When I was in college, I got to escort. Um, Bill Cosby, or not Bill Cosby, I got to escort Walter Annenberg. I don't know if you guys recognize the name Annenberg, but in Holly People on the Mainland, this is like a big deal, like the Annenberg School of Communication. There's all these Annenberg schools all over the West Coast, and USC is one of them. And back before he died, like the patriarch of the family, this old hmm. white dude, I got to escort him at USC because I was doing all tantaran, like big, you know, high makamaka escorting stuff. So we're at graduation, and I'm pulling this old white dude around, and all of a sudden, up comes Bill Cosby. And he's like, hey, hey. Well, you didn't go, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> but Bill Cosby just rolls up and just starts talking story with Walter Annenberg. And I've got this old white man on my arm. And there's just two, two people here chatting it up. I'm like, oh, what's up, Uncle Bill? Yeah. And then, like, wow. and this is one of the few times where the USC photographers are walking around. And there was a picture. Like, I have a picture of it where it's yeah. me, this rich white dude, and Bill Cosby. Wow. And I'm, like, 19 years old. Yeah, I mean, I can old. see this was pre- Current Bill Cosby, yeah. so of course it's a different okay, experience. So Bill yeah. Cosby, current Bill Cosby, weird out of, out of jail anyway. So. <laughs> you, what? 
Anybody ever you met that you would starstruck even if oh, you were doing Bill Cosby, job? Will, a weird owl. <laughs> oh. Uh, I, by the way, I did not so bother no. Weird Al. I, yeah, I, but I, you're starstruck just looking at him. Yeah. yeah. It's probably a tie between Kirk Hammett and Jerry Santos. Oh, oh. interesting. Because uh, Kirk Hammett was, uh, was working at Indigo, and he, right. he was in there with his wife because he lives in Hawaii at yep. time, right? Yep. And I was like, holy shit, that's Kirk Hammett. Yep. And I was helping, I was serving him and his wife. And he yep. was just the nicest guy, just very casual and cool. But Jerry Santos was a big one because I was working at, um, I was working at KCCN. Mm. And uh, he came in, and yeah. you know, none of us had ever met Jerry Santos. Yeah. We just knew his music forever. And ever. Yeah, yeah. But the interaction was the part that made it cool. Oh, he's such a. Oh, he's a real dumb yeah, guy. He's, he's just super. Yeah, because I, nice I was guy. like, I was like, Jerry Santos. I said, <laughs> you somebody. And he looks at me, and goes, No, no, no. You somebody. Well, and this and is I went, the early yeah, after and that's, 100 days, right? Yeah, and, and that's exactly yeah, and that's out. exactly that's exactly how he treated wow. it. And yep. for me, it was like, holy shit, it's Jerry Santos. And he was like, Hi. <laughs> I'm Jerry Santos and that's you know, the that's cool thing about Uncle Jerry though too is and he was Akamai about this back then to know like he needed you guys just as much as yeah. you needed him mm, yeah. so he was going to be yeah. nice to you because if no. you guys didn't care about Uncle Jerry nobody was going to be listening to Uncle yeah. Jerry yeah, yeah. yeah. true yeah. so okay and we're going to take a short break wait we never get Kyle's one yet yeah oh okay Starstruck yeah hmm I think the first time was well I used to work at Locomotion so I used to see everybody come oh, through surfers, you yeah. know what I mean the, the industry and locomotion used to have just the local celebrities come in Which all the store? time. I worked at the warehouse. I was there. Oh. I was the art director okay. for um, one of the brands that they had. Okay. But the one person that I saw walk in one day, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Was DJ Pratt? Mm. Because I mean, I grew up on Kalapana. Mm. He's like a guitar hero of mine. Mm-hmm. And when I see him in the parking lot, I was like, "Oh, yeah, there's another guy talking to uh, my friend Calvin about something." And I look, I go, "Holy shit! That's DJ Pratt!" Mm. And that's the first time I felt like. Yeah. Kind of starstruck. Mm-hmm. I never went up to him and talked to him, but I just go, "Wow, that kind of blew me away." Yeah, you know. See, I got spoiled. I guess doing this radio thing, Devin, it really spoiled me because it, it gave us an insight into the backstage kind mm-hmm. of deal, right? Mm-hmm. So we got to hang out with artists and be around musicians, and just to me, it's like just because you can play a guitar, really. I mean, it's cool, it's great, and maybe it's because I'm not necessarily a musician and it doesn't freak me out that way. But again, I. To me, it's more talking to these people. Like mm-hmm. I don't get starstruck because I want to talk to them. Mm-hmm. I want to I, I, like, mm-hmm. I pick their brains yeah, and, yeah. and get some insight. Mm-hmm. Like To me, that's the cooler part is not freaking out and not talking to them. It's like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. To most, most everybody are pretty nice, too. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we're going to take a short break. I'm going to tease this. So, Jason, what I want you for our patrons to do, our Go. Patreon discussion, give us maybe three ideas or advice if I wanted to become the next influencer well, i wanted to do my social media thing <laughs> i got you you'd be a great boxer john what 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 are my steps you know sure. do i jump on instagram or do i start youtubing or sure. or uh, whatever i got you. Th- that's what we're gonna do Let's so we'll do be it. back in just a little bit with jason thanks everybody for tuning in on youtube we'll talk to you later see ya